Welcome to the Surrendering to Motherhood podcast. I'm Carly. And I'm Olivia. Each week, you'll hear real conversations between two moms disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. We'll be sharing personal experiences that hopefully leave you feeling empowered and excited about the honor that it is to raise kids. Hello, listeners. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Um, So Carly and I have some excited news that we are starting a podcast, as you can all probably hear and see. And so we just wanted to take some time to introduce ourselves to you all and tell us, tell us, tell you all a bit about what the podcast is going to be about. So welcome to the first episode of the Surrendering to Motherhood podcast. Woohoo! I'm so excited. So, Carly, do you want to tell us a little bit about you for everyone who's sure. listening? Sure. My name is Carly, and I'm a wife and mama. I live in Texas. I'm passionate about faith, motherhood, mental health, and basically disrupt- disrupting society's lies about motherhood and children. Yes. So, yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. So my name is Olivia and I am, I live in Massachusetts and I, I said this in my intro post, but I feel like it's kind of hard to define myself into a little blurb. So I do a lot of things, but first and foremost, uh, motherhood is by far the most meaningful and special and important part of my life. And that is a label that I wear, will wear proudly is mother, being a mother. And it really all started opening up for me when I became pregnant with my daughter. I just realized it wasn't just me that I had to think about anymore. It was both of us. And so I really started doing healing and reading books and trying to better understand myself and children and I had very different views before I had children on parenting and the way I thought I was going to parent. And well, yeah, girl, me too. (laughs) (laughs) You have babies and it's, it's just different. It's so different. Seeing the world through the eyes of your children or child is just mind blowing, heart opening, soul opening. It is, it's some serious, incredible opportunities and I'm just, I'm so thankful for it. So yeah, yeah, that's a bit about me and I'm sure we'll talk more about our passions in each episode. So, yeah. so we wanted to hop in and talk about the reason why we decided to call this a surrendering to motherhood podcast. So we had kind of gone back and forth on what we thought the name should be and what word we wanted to use and we landed on surrender and so i'd love to hear you share a bit about why that word resonated with you and then maybe i can do the same yeah so we were kind of bouncing names and ideas back and forth and olivia is the one that said surrender and i was like whoa wait a second i love that word and i was just kind of like thinking and processing that for a minute and i was like okay that basically like describes so much about motherhood and what it means to be a mom and take care of our kids. Um, And I think at first surrender can be, can sound like 
a negative thing. Yes. Like, oh, I'm surrendering. Mm-hmm. But it's really not. Like, there's so much power in surrendering to what it means to be a mother mm-hmm. and what it means to raise these children and what an honor that it is. Yes, I love that so much. And even in you just saying it right now, it had me thinking about just literally all of the things that I had to surrender to when I became a mom. And even now, in like in the early newborn stages, and then with each day, week, month that passes, there are things that come up and you just realize how much easier it is to surrender to these things instead of trying to fight it. And you're so right though. The the idea and the word surrender is definitely viewed as a negative thing, you know, like say you're in a war and someone surrenders, you know, people view that as a bad thing. But when it comes to mothering and your children, it's it makes so much sense. It makes yeah. so much sense. And I think that there's there's this stigma in our our society about surrendering and a lot of people use the word um, sacrificing. You make so many sacrifices to stay home with your children and while I can I can see that I also just don't really like the word sacrifice because again it just it's viewed as a negative it comes off as a negative thing. And it downplays yes. too. It yes. downplays what a big deal it is to create life yes. and to you know, raise kids. Exactly. And it's also, it's a choice, right? And in our society, people think a lot of the time, I feel that people think that they don't have choice. They don't have choices. They can't make certain choices. If, especially if it had been done a different way by their parents or their family members. And so that's why I so much so love what you said about disrupting how disrupting how our society views mothering and parenting our children and just how it seemed as so radical to choose to be a responsive, respectful, conscious, mindful, gentle, attachment-based parent, you know, and it really is mind-blowing to me. And I've said it so many times, but I just don't know how we moved so far away from what is biologically normal to us and our babies and crucial to not only our mental, emotional, everything, it's crucial to their development. Crucial. And so I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time on probably almost every episode digging, diving into that and explaining that because... I don't think people understand how deep it goes. Yeah. And I, I totally agree with what you said about people feel like they don't have a choice at how they feel like they're called to raise their children. Mm -hmm. So you'll hear people be like, Oh, well, I, I would love to do that, but I, you know, it just doesn't make sense or I don't have the time or the money or the, you know, all the stuff. And, you know, life is complicated. So, I mean, I get it. Um, But I do think that we have gotten so far away from literally how God created 
our bodies Mm -hmm. to grow these babies to sustain life for them to need us literally and yes they i mean we've gotten so far away from that and it's like all these things like time is going on and all this technology and we're like learning more and you know advancing and i'm like "Mm, but are we because it kind of feels like we're kind of getting so like too big for our britches right honestly (laughs) you know yeah and even in you saying that it just made me think like about so we have access to all this information right and that's something that you and i talked about a few times is that we have access to Instagram that has a lot of really great accounts that we've learned things from. But I think one of the biggest things is that people have to realize is that they have to unlearn and they have to be willing to learn new things. Because if this was never modeled for you, if it wasn't modeled and this style of parenting was not modeled for you growing up or you didn't see anyone in your family doing it besides your immediate family, you may not even know that it is an option you know people yeah. people don't realize that it is a choice to do it differently yeah. and then with the technology piece we have access to all this information so it's it's essentially being handed to you on a platter and you can read it and pay attention to it and realize that this is not only going to positively impact you but it'll positively impact your children and your children's children and their children and yeah. it's passed on through every generation And one of the things that I, I mean, I could probably go on for a while about this, but the technology piece when we're talking about like this new, you know, the, all of these new contraptions that the baby industry tells moms that they need to have for their babies. And so people spend all this money on these things and your baby just needs you. I know. I I always say that they will market to mothers on and on and on forever and ever. Amen. Everything except for the basics and getting to the root cause of their needs. Honestly, it's like all these gadgets. Well, you need this and you need this and you need, it's like, um, no, you, you really don't. really don't and it's such a trap because especially as a new mom when you go into it and you don't know anything about anything you don't even know what you don't know Mm -hmm. and so then you you know see all these people and things and stuff and you know the nursery has to be this and that and it's just it's overwhelming I know I know and that's the other thing that I learned after the fact after becoming a mom I was like I really don't need any of this I don't I was I had a more minimalist approach. I was saying we really don't need a lot. So there's a part of me that I feel like my intuition kind of knew. Yeah. But like even like I know co-sleeping is not for everyone. Bed sharing is not for everyone. But I never thought that I would bed share or co-sleep. And we got a crib and we didn't even use it at all. Yeah. <laughs> like at all. Yeah. And, it, and so there was that piece. But also just – how different, you know, like they, they say that you need to make this registry and your registry must haves and the must have is support and, and support in a variety of fashions, right? Support for the mom, support for your family. You're becoming a family of two, three, however many, and 
you need someone to help clean the house or make you food or let you shower. And new parents need support too. And mothers need support. And I think that people register for all of these materialistic things when in reality people could use a doula or a meal train or a list list of resources with IBCLCs or uh, perinatal therapists or postnatal therapists or pelvic floor therapists, you know, all the things that mom and baby will truly need in the Uh, newborn stages and after that. Yeah. And, and people who are professionals that can support, but also at the same time, tell new moms, you were created to be the mom of your baby. Mm -hmm. So I am an expert. I'm doing that in air quotes in (laughs) this field, you know, sleep or, you know, lactation or, you know, just fill in the blank. But at the end of the day, you are the expert of your baby and I am here to help you figure out what works for you. And so, yep. Preach. And I, I'm doing a little dance over here for everyone who can't see, but (laughs) it is so true. It's so true. You can have all the experts in the field, but at the end of the day, you are the one taking care of your baby 24 hours a day, all day, all night. No one knows your baby better than you. Nobody. And so I think that kind of ties into everything that we're talking about, but people hear and see these things and have experts telling them they need to sleep train or push their babies to be more independent and it's just a lot of it is not actually they're not actually experts in that area but they just have um letters after their name (laughs) and they don't have the experience of being a mom or experience really working with babies or an understanding of infant and child development or brain development or any style of or maybe just a specific style of parenting that they chose but not not a range well and i think information and research and all that stuff is great but then you have your baby and you look down at that sweet little chunky thing in your arms and you're like okay, the whole game is changed. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I'm informed and I know all this stuff, but okay, how can I apply this to me? And where does this make sense for me and my baby and my family? Yes. Yes. And it's so true. You you have this vision in your head, right? You're, these crazy expectations of what it's going to be to be a new mom and have a newborn and what the transition's like going to be for your family. And people don't talk about the messy parts of it and, or the unexpected parts of it, you know, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's just, there are things that we have these specific visions in our mind. And then when things are different, we're like, Oh, okay, well we have to figure this out. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of motherhood though is I've always described it as a beautiful mess. And I think that's what it is. It's just chaos and beauty and laughter and joy and tears and poopy diapers and learning each other and 
figuring it out with each day that goes by. Yeah. And kind of going back to the surrendering part, mm. I think the wor- the world will tell you to be careful not to lose yourself yes. motherhood. And now I'm not saying you, you don't need to lose yourself to anything, right. but it also doesn't take into consideration the beautiful part in surrendering to just how you were created. And I mean, I know that we keep kind of going back to that, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I had to lose who I was before Mm -hmm. to find who I was always supposed to be. So like, yeah, I don't even know the Carly that I was before I had my first baby. Like Mm -hmm. when I think back, I'm like, who is that? I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know her anymore. But I, but that's the point, right? And I think we get into these internal conflicts when we push back on that, mm-hmm. and we don't just kind of embrace and surrender to the process. Yes, you know. Yes, you're so right because I don't feel that I lost myself in motherhood. I feel that I found myself. Yeah. And I, again, it goes back to our our society and how society views things. And so like what you were just saying, our society is so focused on getting back to work and getting your pre-baby body back and getting your pre-baby life back. And it's like, what about celebrating the fact that you were able to conceive a child, you're able to grow a child, you're able to birth a child, and celebrating your baby and celebrating the fact that you're a mom and being like, this is amazing. This is incredible. This is not something that takes away all my time and is a burden and is a chore. And you know, I understand. I mean, we're both moms. We both have had hard days where we're like, you know what, I really just need a break. You know, and I'm not saying that you won't have days like that, but there's just such the, the spin. They society puts this spin on motherhood that you need a break from being a mom like all the time, you know, or uh, this may ruffle a few feathers, but when people say, oh, well, mommy needs her wine at the end of the night or mommy needs this or that. And it's like, for me personally, it's like, no, I, I, I don't need that. Sure, there's times where I need a few minutes to myself. Yeah, but of course. I, I'm, not, I'm not upset that I'm a mom. <laughs> I'm not yeah. upset that I have been dealing with my daughter who may have had an, a very emotional day. Or maybe we had an emotional day together. I'm not upset about any of that. I'm g- genuinely, I was talking about this earlier, genuinely grateful for each day and what I learn from each day and what my daughter teaches me. She by far is the best, the biggest teacher. I might cry (laughs) that I never expected in my life. I never expected to have my daughter be the person who's teaching me more than anybody ever has. Yeah. And it's, I think that gets so lost in our society because so many people are disconnected or not even emotionally connected. And 
I don't want people to miss out on that. Or I don't want people who do feel that way to feel like they're not normal, you know, because you and I had talked about that before, kind of feeling like we were alone in the way that we were choosing to view motherhood and raise our babies. And it can feel lonely. It can when a lot of society is doing it differently, you know? Yeah. Um, And when I, you know, when I'm out in public and I am seeing the way that other moms deal with their children and all of that, I never, when I am like having this internal, it's upsetting to me how society views children and motherhood. It is never from a place of judgment. It's from a place of empathy. Yes. And like, I wish that all moms could be set free of everything that's holding them back and be able to show up for themselves and for their kids. Like they deserve it. Like their kids deserve it. I just, I think I just, yeah. I think that's a part of, where so many people that I talk to struggle, right? Is that our society, specifically here in the United States, is not set up to be mother-baby friendly. It's not set up to support the mother-baby dyad. It's it's not. It's really not. And other countries, their cultures celebrate motherhood. They they literally will come and surround a mother for 40 days. They will take over their responsibilities. They will cook every meal for them. They will bathe them sometimes. And the only responsibilities that the mom has is to eat and nourish her baby and snuggle her baby. And I so badly want that for our society, right? And so we have to figure out how to build that. We have to figure out ways to support mothers. And even if you don't have support like that, which a lot of us don't, a ton of us don't, let's be real. There are still ways to make changes. There there are still choices that you can make. I think we'll probably, probably spend some time talking about choices and how that impacts our day to day life, you know, and, the way we choose to raise our children, the way we choose to live our lives and have our children see us living our lives. You know, they they are sponges and they soak everything in. And I know for a lot of people, it's probably difficult to acknowledge and accept that, like, we have one shot at this. You know, we can, we can always, we can always repair what we've done, but really just remembering that our children need us and they're dependent on us and the way that they're raised is literally going to impact them for the rest of their lives. And I know that that's a huge undertaking to to hear, but every time I feel like I'm getting frustrated or every time I feel like I reacted in a way that I'm not proud of, I make sure that we sit down and she sees my face and I say, you know what? I'm sorry. I could have reacted better. I'm still learning, you know? And that's huge for our kids 
to see the humanness in us so that way they feel comfortable to show up excuse me um in their humanness Mm -hmm. like we're in this together Mm -hmm. i'm learning you're learning we're not perfect we'll never be perfect but we can try our our best Mm -hmm. and sometimes our best isn't good enough and then we can do better yep you know and I think, I mean, I've, I was telling you, I was up for majority of the night last night mm-hmm. and my daughter just randomly woke up and just couldn't go back to sleep. So here we were all night <laughs> looking at each other. She was upset. She would calm down. We just kind of went back and forth. And all I was thinking the whole time is I have a choice and how I'm going to respond to this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I wanna go to sleep. Yes, I'm thinking about, we're gonna record a podcast the next day. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed. I have other kids to take care of. I, you know, I'm, you know, our mind just starts going and going and going on all of the ways that this is terrible and this shouldn't be happening right now. But it's in those moments where I'm like, okay, And now I don't always do this perfectly, Mm -hmm. but last night I was just so intentional because I was like, okay, I have a choice in how I'm going to feel. So I can either push back and be angry and frustrated, say things that I don't mean, or I can say, okay, you know what? This is really hard right now. It won't always be like this. Mm -hmm. She is telling me that she needs me. Mm-hmm. in a way that she can tell me, mm-hmm. you know, it might not make sense to her, but her body waking up and just needing me, she deserves to have me be there and try to figure out like, okay, what's going on? What's going what do you on? need? You know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we have a choice. We do have I mean, a choice. That, yeah. We really do. And I was talking about this earlier with my therapist and so my daughter has been she's been like aggressive lately like hitting which is very unlike her just this past week she's never really done this prior and so in our society right people would be like oh well that's bad behavior label children as bad and good and I will talk about that another time but so I've been like, what does she need? What, what is not, which one of her needs isn't being met that she is reacting in this way? And you have to be mindful and intentional to think about that. And this is not me saying that I'm better than other people for thinking that way. I've read all these parenting books and now I'm trying to implement that into how I'm parenting. And so I got down on her every time it's happened I'm like do you need a hug or what do you need do you need my attention what's what's going on and sometimes she'll tell me sometimes she'll say you know I'm feeling frustrated or I I need your attention and this week she literally just wanted to be like on top of me she just wanted me to hold her you know and so when you get down on their level instead of like being the big adult and yelling at them for hitting you or whatever they see that you are safe they 
see that you are trying to understand them. And this doesn't just apply with your kids or young kids. The same applies with older kids too. I nanny for a family and their oldest is about to be eight next month. And he came home from school the other day and he was having a really hard time and he was just acting off. And so we were sitting and having snack and the other kids had finished and I asked them to go play in the other room so I could talk to him. And I was like, what's going on, bud? Is something something going on to, to make you feel upset? Do you want to talk about your day? And he ended up telling me he had a, a really frustrating day. There was a teacher who was not kind to him and kids were laughing at him. And so in turn, he's coming home not telling anybody that and then acting differently because something happened to him that day. And... I think about, you know, I could have yelled at him. I could have said, go on timeout. I don't do that, but some people do. And I could have, t- I could have made him go do whatever and could have been very unkind to him. But you could have made him feel worse about yes. what he was already feeling bad about. Right. Because children or adults, we're, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, Everybody acts how they feel mm-hmm. and our behavior are there's it's symptoms. Yes. So yeah, it looks like not listening or being disrespectful or yelling or hitting or, you know, just fill in the blank, but what's going on underneath. And that's so great that he had you there to be like, Hey, like what's, what's going on? Let's talk about this. I, yeah. He's, I've been trying for a while. It's taken me some time to crack through the shell. Yeah. But now I feel like he realizes he can talk about what's going on, you know? And I think, like, what we're talking about, everything we're talking about with motherhood can be applied across the board. It can be applied with with kids who are not your children, you know? And I love that you said, as adults, what is coming up for us is what – what did you say? I don't remember the way that you said it. What's coming up for us – is coming up as like appearing for how it's appearing for us. I have to go back and listen to it. But yeah. um well our behavior is a symptom. Yes. Like we behave how we feel right. on the inside. Right. And the other piece of that, right, is if we as the parents or the caregivers are reacting in a way that's based on stress or frustration or overwhelm or burnt out, you and I were talking about this, our kids seem to need us more because they don't know how to regulate themselves. They need us to co-regulate with them. So not only is it crucial for us to be like, okay, what's going on with me? <laughs> what's going on with me? How can how can I slow this down? But we can help them regulate. And then in turn, not only are we helping them co-regulate, we help ourselves co-regulate, which is crazy if you think about it, how it's working in a beneficial way for everybody. Yeah. I could probably talk about that for a whole podcast episode. We should do a whole episode on it. I know, I know, but it's amazing. It's just the human brain and it, it's amazing. It is art. And that goes back to what you were saying. It goes back to what you were saying about how we were literally born to do this. This is our, our God-given bodies are, it's what we're meant to do. intuition. Yes. 
It's yes. literally what we're meant to do. Hardwired down to our core, and so are our babies. And yep. so I I just really want to help people reel it back to that. <laughs> right? Let's let's take away all the noise and everything. Get back to the basics. Literally. Literally back to the basics. Yeah. And so I think I was going to say maybe we should kind of tell people what we're going to be focusing on, but I kind of feel like we already did <laughs> throughout I this know. episode. <laughs> I mean, we could bullet point it real quick for people. But um, yeah, so these conversations, these episodes are not going to be like super formal interview like it's going to be free-flowing conversation between two mamas real open honest raw and we also talked about having people send in questions or specific topics that they wanted to hear more about or have us answer so i think that's gonna be fun to do too Yeah. yeah that would be a really good idea and so yeah overall what do you feel that your vision, your goal with this podcast is for yourself? Honestly, when I speak about motherhood, it's really from a place of what I'm learning and what my kids are teaching me. And I really just, I don't know. I think before, when I first became a mom, I was really just kind of in a internal conflict of, I don't really know what my intuition is. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I don't know who I wanna be as a mom. And then you hear all this information and it's confusing and how you were raised and all of this stuff. So really, I just want us to have conversations from the heart Mm -hmm. of just really what's been put on our heart to share. You know, we both have pages about motherhood on Instagram and we both like to write and, you know, process through that way. And so I think both of us together can just come together and have conversations that moms need to hear other moms having Mm -hmm. and I hope that their people listening are encouraged and it's life-giving and Mm soul-filling and um yeah empowering right yeah 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 and I think that just having these conversations that maybe people just don't have don't think about or maybe they've been feeling this this is like you said been on their heart been on their mind and they have felt like when they talk to other people about it other people don't really understand them and for me personally I just like you said we are lifelong learners and even going back to what we were talking about with the experts right there can be an expert in an area but no one is ever going to know everything about every subject or every single thing about one subject excuse me and accepting and surrendering to the fact that we are always learning 
always, you can think that you know all of the things, and then tomorrow, somebody can teach you something new about what you thought you knew everything about. And like I was saying before, our kids, our kids are just, they remind us of what's important. They really, really do. And there can be things that you never thought about until your kid says something and then it brings up a memory or just makes you be more conscious, present, mindful in the moment. And I think that's what I really, one of the visions I have for Surrendering to Motherhood for our podcast is just just realizing that you have a choice, being more mindful in the decisions that you make and your responses, your reactions, and also just the idea that healing is a journey. Healing is a lifelong journey. And I didn't realize how much healing I had to do until I became a mom. I I don't think, I think most people don't. Yeah. And I think that's the point, honestly. Yes. Yes. That's the point. Our kids come and we think that we have life figured out. We think we have our selves figure out you know people say like oh do all this stuff before you have kids so you're ready and it's like "Mm -hmm." i don't think you you can't really prepare i mean you can't you can't to a certain extent obviously but you can try (laughs) yeah you can try but i mean i know for me i didn't even know what i didn't know yeah about myself about life about anything until my first baby was put on my chest and I was like Lord Jesus I don't know where I'm going but here we go here we go (laughs) seriously seriously and surrendering to that yeah that's the first um making a decision like okay I'm doing this like what are we doing I also think that surrendering, the idea of surrendering, can really begin in pregnancy, can begin when you're trying to conceive, you know? Oh, yeah. It can well, start. I wish, that I, I wish I knew that, <laughs> you know, right? when I was. That kind of aha moment didn't even start with me until I had my first. Right. But I, I wish that it would have started before, <laughs> you know? Well, now I know. <laughs> I know. Now I know. <laughs> I saw this, one of the accounts I follow on Instagram. It just made me think because we were talking about it. Um, pain-free birth on Instagram. Oh, yeah. She shared a post the other day that said, pregnancy is designed to trigger you so you can heal yourself, heal your children, and be a conduit of healing for every woman around you. And that hit me yeah. in my soul. And I was like, this is what surrendering to motherhood is all about. This is what we want to be talking about. We want to talk about healing and talk about the uncomfortable parts and talk about the parts that you don't want to talk about because that's what healing is. Healing is not just, okay, um, this is going to be super easy and I'm just going to move on and I'm going to be perfectly healed like a unicorn. It's not, no, you are going to be healing for the rest of your life. And I think that one of my goals in life, not just for our podcast, is to not have to have my children heal from the way that I was parenting them to the capacity that I am healing from the way that I was parented, you know? And that's not saying 
I'm mad at my parents. It's not, it's not saying that. And I think that's kind of where we have the upper hand now is that our parents didn't have this technology. They didn't, they were not able to connect with people. They were not able to text someone at two o'clock in the morning when they're breastfeeding their baby. And they're like, I'm crying and this is hard. You know, they didn't have that. And so having access to meeting people like you and reading these things about infant and child development and parenting is is special. It's like really freaking cool, man. I, I'm grateful for it. I really am. Me too. And I really hope that, like you said before, we can have these conversations that leave people feeling empowered, leave them feeling excited about being a mother, you know, instead of just viewing it as a burden. And I'm not saying that everyone views their children as burdens, but I think a lot of the time, especially when you don't have a supportive community around you, it can be a lot. It can feel overwhelming and you get caught up in the day-to-day, go, 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 constant, never shutting your brain off, you know, and then you slow down and you just your child gets like excited about a cloud and you're like, life is awesome. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you know what? That cloud is really cool. I wish I looked at clouds more. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's just. Let's slow down and figure out what's really important in life. Yes. And I love that you just said slow down because this is, it's so funny. My, um, when my daughter gets upset, sometimes I'll go down on her level and I'll be like, slow down honey it's okay you can talk to me so she's actually been doing it back to me now like but it's mostly when i'm telling her no to something <laughs> so she'll be like slow down what we're gonna do is <laughs> and i'm like i love that I'm like i know you want to do that i already said no and then her response is slow down Hold on. Slow down. Let's ease into this. We don't have to make decisions so fast. We don't have to be rash about our decisions, Mom. Okay? Right? I love that. It's I just, love that so much. But that's what I mean, though. And then they just do things, and you're just like, your heart just, like, melts. And you're like, nothing else matters. Nothing yep. else matters. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that you and I connected and I'm I cannot wait to see all the things that we're going to talk about we have so many exciting things to talk about it's going to be great it's going to be great and a couple other things that Carly and I were talking about in terms of what we want to share with you guys we're going to put together books that we love some resources for you guys so our favorite parenting books and some of our favorite quotes from them. We're going to start diving into that and kind of discussing our own views and our own personal experiences. And we would love to hear from listeners as well. Like if you guys have questions, if you have topics, if you have your own personal experiences that you want to expand upon or hear more about our personal experience of certain things, we'd love to do that too because let's talk about it yeah we're, we're here yeah. i think that's the other thing too is like we want to build community we want to be having open conversations where it's reciprocated it's not just you and i talking you know yeah yep definitely yeah so do you feel like 
we covered all the things that we wanted to cover for our first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. I do too. I'm I'm feeling really excited and Carly and I are, I don't even know, just like like bubbling with joy. I'm just so excited. So yeah, that's, this is the first episode of many episodes to come and we have, we have quite a list going. Yeah. Quite a list of topics that we're going to chat about with you guys. So thank you for doing this with me. I'm really excited. Yes. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. Me too. Well, thank you listeners for joining us. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And we will chat with you again next week. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at Surrendering to Motherhood Pod. We would love to connect with you and hear any feedback you may have. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with anyone you think would benefit from listening to it. Mm-hmm.